level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. Howdy folks, welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here, joined as usual by uh, old Corn Bandit. Richard, what's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Happy to well, happy to be here. It's been a it's been a rough couple of weeks, but on the night that we are recording right now, it is raining in Texas, and that is so desperately needed. So that's a good thing. Except unless your house gets struck by lightning, and right, unfortunate. Yes, yes, very, very true. <laughs> thanks for that. thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you think it's struck by lightning? Remember, it was the breaker box exploded. Oh uh, yes. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. You so know. if you got up. Six got a six, the other. Right, right. You got a 60 inch TV, send it to McKinney. We know somebody who's probably gonna need it. So because there is a uh, big it was a big uh country soccer game going up that he oh I'm sure it out. is. I'm sure it, I'm, I'm sure it is. Something something's coming up. Actually, I think he said something like the US and Mexico. I'm like, how many times are, are they gonna play? I, I don't get one's like what's it's the round two of the Philo Men's National. It's, yeah, it's the yeah. Del Norte Championship. You know? Yeah, okay, dude. God, it's, it's the NAFTA 500, you know? <laughs> um, and the Canadians don't even try, of course, because, well, they're a bunch of syrup eaters. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I tell you, before before we get this going, you know, the, with having the whole rain and everything, um obviously this is you know the entire state's in a in a in a pretty awful drought so we're just fortunate as hell to have anything but uh this rain that that came tonight um and a little bit earlier today could not have been any better timing uh because of the wildfires uh out in kind of northwest texas so in eastland county um it, it's just been ravished uh, unfortunately and uh, for those of you who who drive down 20 um, to your favorite hunting grounds, you go through, um, you know, Cisco and Eastland and all that Ranger, um, you know, they've had a lot of fires out there and it's 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 been it's just been terrible. So um, I, I loved it. I love to see Texans helping Texans. And you had guys from, you know, from other counties that weren't on fire that were bringing hay and that were transform or transporting livestock. Um, you know, to other to other ranches, which, by the way, those other ranches don't have any grass to speak of anyway. So um, that that is just that that's that's Texans helping Texans. It obviously happens everywhere else, too. But I love to say that that uh, that communities, which I hate that word spirit is still alive uh, and thriving. So, again, our hearts go out to all of our um, to all of our, our fellow Texicans that you know, leases have burned or something of that nature, you know, with, with that being said, um, you know, you've, uh, you got a couple of options, you know, what, what are you going to do if you're, if your lease catches on fire, you know, a lot of folks will just say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm out of there, you know, but, um, you know, something else to consider since it's burned this early, you know, quote unquote, this early, you, you get a little bit of rain, you're going to have yourselves a mega food plot. So, 
uh, break out the pop-up tents or pop-up blinds and those trees will be back. So uh, maybe just because your place caught on fire, don't, don't throw in the towel yet. Cause remember if you I'm way off topic here, but if you throw in the towel on that hunting lease, okay, somebody else is going to get it uh, next year, especially if you've got a, an owner that's not loyal to you, you know? So keep that and keep that in mind. If you're, if you're one of the, the few that have been affected by this fire. I'd love to see uh, Matt and Trav's old lease oh. of uh, my family's place. Yes. What that was, oh like my now. God. was that about 10 years ago now? Maybe that's it really. has. Yeah. And I tell you what, Trav has an incredible picture and I'll, I'll see if I can find it of the fire progressing on his game camera. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Oh, oh my lo- God. Love to post that on our website. That'd yeah. Awesome. No, absolutely. And it, it was crazy because he said, you know, out of everything there that, that could have burned and I wouldn't have been upset about, the game camera was the one because it was old, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but that fire killed everything else. I mean, he cooked his feet. Except the game camera. <laughs> um, it's just yeah. the game camera survived. He's like, how is that possible? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that sucks. And That's, you know, uh, hope hope everyone's all right and safe from the tornadoes that supposedly yes. touched down. We're talking Absolutely. on March twenty first. Yep, here, we're recording at least. Yep, so. yep, yep. So yeah, the obviously the folks in Jacksboro. I mean that that place is very near and dear to Jimmy and I's hearts. Uh, Dairyland, Green Frog. Uh, we got lots of uh, lots of great memories um, in Jacksboro. So we. Um, you know, hearts go out to those folks as well. I listen, Lord knows we need the rain, but uh, uh, obviously could do without all the uh, destruction of property and, but more importantly, the loss of life. So I hope everybody turns out okay from uh, this little event. And of course, we're just starting to get in the storm season, but uh, if the rain pattern does what it's been doing the past six to eight months, we probably don't have anything to worry about because it ain't rain worth a shoot. So, uh, that is that. Uh, on to the next crisis. If you have not heard, uh, World War III potentially is on the on the doorstep. I, you know who, who knows. Old uh, old Pooter is uh, you know out there. Doesn't like the fact that the UE and the PE and the QRE and in NATO and Blado and Pluto and all those other guys are. Uh, are joining forces with these countries on this doorstep. Anyways, it's caused quite a mess. A lot of folks died, which sucks um, for sure. Uh, but it's also uh, starting to hurt us here. Well, it's been hurting us here at home. The gas prices, diesel fuel prices, oil prices uh, have been going through uh, the roof uh, even before this whole mess in Ukraine. Now they're really going up. Uh, you're looking at, you know, scenarios where diesel's, you know, $4.50 a gallon, you know, gas. I got gas the other day for $3.89. I was actually pretty happy about that. Jimmy, what's what's gas down there in the uh, the, the northern hill country? Well, I'd say I'm probably right in the central hill country. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. Oh, oh yeah. idiot. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Listen, I, I didn't study geometry. But I don't right. know my north and my south and all that, so yeah. I won't hold it against you. Okay. No. Uh, right. it, yeah, it's it's about three eighty to three ninety. Okay. Depending on where, where you, yeah, that's okay. but in four four dollars, over four dollars for diesel, obviously. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Low four. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. 
Um, you know, with, with that being said, you know, also some commodity prices are going up as well. I mean, all food have gone up. Inflation, uh, I was about to rhyme inflation with another word, but I'm not going to because I know there are other, you know, sensitive ears listening to this. Uh, so, yeah, everything's just gotten a hell of a lot more expensive. It's gotten a lot more expensive to do things. And talking about commodities, the price of corn has gone up. Uh, how much is it right now? I have no idea. But uh, apparently it has gone up. And of course, uh, the the fuel that it takes to plant the corn, the fuel that it takes to harvest the corn. And then of course, you need rain. Uh, God, I mean, it, it's just a recipe for uh, for higher prices and a lot of misery. So uh, Jimmy and I thought that it would be a, a really great topic of choice, unfortunately, to talk about, you know, what can you do? as a hunter, um, you know, feeding and whatnot in, in, well, in, in any state really, uh, to, to help your budget, um, you know, so, so that you can kind of maintain what you're currently doing, um, if you can afford it. But of course, if you can't afford it, you know, what are some subtle changes you, that you can make that are going to save you some money, but still give you kind of the maximum benefit. So, um, I spent some of my day today uh, not working and working on this fun stuff. So uh, it was actually very, um, it, it, was, it was a nice change of pace because I think I'm really gooder when I do things like this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So gooder than gooder, <laughs> gooder than. Um, so, yeah. So, so really the, in, in, in my opinion and, and Jimmy, you chime in at any time here, sure. you know, how you were going to react to this situation, you know, so everything being higher fuel prices, um, you know, corn, uh, protein, just all that kind of, what in God's green earth was that? <laughs> uh, something just fell in my closet. I don't know. Uh, could be old Putin himself. <laughs> you in there? It's a hey. little, little spy in there. Yeah, hey, Ruski. <laughs> now, nah, if he's in there, he's not making any noise. That's that's good. All right, so we continue. Um, so yeah, it it really just comes to your, you know, how how sensitive are you? You know, what's your what's your budget for these kinds of things? Uh, so obviously the the you know the money is is obviously a huge factor. The other factor is, in in my opinion, is what's your competition like, and by competition. I'm talking about, you know, okay, are you on a, um, on a, on a real small lease that's a couple of hundred acres and all your neighbors are sitting there shooting uh, like crazy and you're doing your damnedest to, uh, to draw in deer, you know, things of that nature. Okay, so I've kind of got budget, comma, competition equals um, how much slash what should I do? Okay, so you know, how much money should I, should I, should I spend on this kind of stuff? You know, should I cut down on corn because it's going, you know, or, and then really what should you do to, to improve things? Um, so just a, a couple of tricks, uh, I guess, kind of a, a couple of things that I've thought about. And obviously, Jimmy, you, you chime in here at, at any time, you know, if you're in a scenario where, again, we'll, we'll go back to the one where you've got a couple of hundred acres and you've got some really aggressive hunters all around you. Okay. Well, chances are they're going to be kind of going through the same thing you do. So, so let's talk about a couple of things. 
Uh, so if you're currently feeding protein, okay, out of a gravity feeder, okay, and you're running a corn feeder year round, okay, and the reason why you're doing this is because your neighbors are, are doing the exact same thing, or maybe they're not doing that, but yet you're trying to keep these deer on your property. So, so what can you do if you're in that scenario? So what can you do with all that competition to, to keep deer in your area, but yet save some money? So here, here's some kind of my thoughts. You know, first and foremost, on your corn feeder, Okay, and then again, we've talked about it a million times. The corn is just like a Snickers bar, right? It's just like a candy. It's a starch, you know, so they're really not getting anything out of it. However, as everybody's seen, you know, they get onto a routine, okay? So, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, if you've got a 600-pound or 1,000-pound, 600 pounds, probably more like it, 600-pound corn feeder, you know, why don't you turn the spin cycle down, Okay. So, you know, during the deer season, yeah, you want to do three seconds. Why do you want to do three seconds or you or do more? I don't know. Depends on what you want to do. You, we like to do three seconds because it spits out enough corn to where the turkeys get in there. Um, and then where the deer get in there and you got a lot of deer, it still gives you ample time to age and identify a deer and put one down. Okay. Well, obviously, if you're going to be hunting during, excuse me, if you're in you know, the off season, you're not going to be shooting deer. So why don't you turn it down two seconds? Okay, try something like that. Is that going to make a big difference? I don't know. It might. It should, right? Well, You're going to make out. about thirty-three uh, percent difference. Right, right. You see, God, that, that's why we <laughs> look, look at that. That whole thirty-three. Yeah. See, so uh, there you go. So you're saving money already by turning it down. Uh, you know, one second. Okay. Uh, here's something else you can do. Uh, if you've gotten lazy, which we never have, but if you have, uh, we hear that people do get lazy. And for example, you know, they've got a feeder, a corn feeder that doesn't have a spinning, uh, that doesn't have, it has got an old school spinning mechanism on there. Okay. And so because of that, um, you know, when the wind turns up, okay, or the coons get up on there, what are they going to do? They're going to spin that thing out. Okay. Well, you've just been lazy over the years because, you know, corn is corn. You got a 600 pound feeder. Well, you know what? Now that corn is legitimately like gold, why don't you spend a little money? Go to um, go see our buddies at, at Spintech in, in San Antonio and put one of their, uh, I like to call them the anti-coon spending devices on there. Okay. And so what that's going to do is you can see a video on our, on our YouTube page uh, about it's actually that's on their, their page too, um, where the coon gets up there and they try to get your spinner. And when they go to spin, it doesn't spin. Okay. So you've got corn. Uh, you're, you're saving money on that one too. Keep squirrels away, keeps the wind away. All right. So again, those are two very inexpensive, two easy things, especially just hitting the dials. Okay. On your feeders that you can do that's going to help you save money in a, but still feed your deer in a high, high stress situation. Something else you can do um, is you can just feed once a day. Okay, so so instead of feeding twice a day for two seconds apiece, why don't you feed? Why don't you feed once a day for three seconds? Okay, you know, make it in the morning, make it in the evening, all right, and then God willing, by August or September, hopefully this situation will be a little bit better, and then you can fill her up again and do your normal morning and evening feeds. Okay, uh, talking about protein. You know, the whole protein situation depends on what kind of feeder you have, okay? You know, typically a lot of them are going to be the tube feeders, okay? So the gravity flows, you know, what can you do to, you know, uh, maximize 
your uh, you be more efficient when it comes to, to feeding protein. Well, first and foremost, you can keep the damn coons off. All right. Uh, well, now we'll start bigger and make our way smaller. If you're in a pasture that's full of cattle, okay, if you haven't fenced in your, your feeders yet, now's probably the time to do that, okay? A couple of T-posts, uh, some bull panels, you're going to be in great shape. You know, it's going to keep those cows off of them, and uh, so they're going to quit destroying your feeder and eating all the protein. Love you, baby. Um, the, the second thing you can do. Um, is get a coon hoods. Okay. We have put the coon hoods on. In fact, I need to contact our buddies today because I need to get some more. Uh, but the coon hoods are going to sit on your protein tubes and they are going to prevent the coons from getting on top of your feeders and moving all that corn out. Um, they've got some statistics on their website, but guys, listen, it works. We've tried it. Uh, again, we only kind of push products that really work. And y'all, this is a good one. So, if you've been neglecting trying to get some coon hoods ordered and whatnot, do it now. Do it now, because the more protein you can save, the less trips you're gonna have. You're gonna get to make down there. Uh, you're gonna get more mileage out your every time you fill your feeder. Okay. So those are a couple of things that I've thought about. If you're in a situation where you've just got lots of uh, you know, lots of competition in your area, you know, but you don't want to just shut down feeding altogether. Uh, Jimmy, I got, I got a whole, I got some more stuff here, but what do you think? Anything to add to that? Uh, I don't know if you have on there, but if you find that probably that, do you have anything about, uh, if you're seeing on your cameras, uh, thieves coming in there and stealing your corn, maybe mm-hmm. doing a little more trapping. That's that's a very good. That's a great great thought. Is that on your is that on your list? No, it, it it's not. But it, it really should have. It really should be. Now he I mean, he's every exactly little bit right. might help. You know. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And and even and listen, even around your corn feeders. You know, when we talk about you know trapping using those Duke's Duke's doll proof traps, you know, we always talk about putting them around the protein feeders. But guys, we put them around corn feeders too. Okay. And again, if, if you've if you're in a situation where your budget constraints are are saying that you've got to cut down your spin cycle, okay, we really want to try to minimize the amount of waste you're going to get to non-target animals. Okay, well, you can't trap cardinals. Okay, so you know that it is it's okay there, but those damn coons will eat a whole belly full of corn. So get out there and get them trapped now. Um, and, and if you wanted some tips on the trapping, obviously go to our YouTube channel. Uh, I'm not going to say I've perfected it, but I have perfected trapping, uh, in Texas feeder <laughs> pens, which, uh, is fun. You 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 see a lot of videos out there on YouTube. It's like, Hey, I'm dusty Oran up here in Ohio. And, uh, I got this huge <laughs> drainage ditch, you know, that's not how they talk from Ohio. Don't you know? That's, yeah. That's just how it came out. You knew that's Canadian. Anyway. Um, no, but you know, like for, with us, it's like, yeah, here's the gigantic mechanism that sprays corn out. You got a buttload of coons coming to the same area. What do you do, you know, to maximize your trapping time? So we, we, we talk a lot about that. So I encourage you guys to check it out. If you're, um, if you're interested, uh, Couple other things, couple other things that 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 you can do with your protein feeders. Some of the tube feeders have got uh, flow adjustments on them. Okay, and, and some of them do. I know the Outbacks Outback feeders do not, 
but I, I think some of the all seasons feeders do. I know that the all season trough feeders, the standing trough feeders, okay, definitely have uh, a flow adjustment. And I, I really, really like that because, um, you know, especially if you're getting a lot of coons on there, that's going to prevent, prevent the amount of, you know, waste uh, for that, yeah, prevent the amount of protein that they're just consuming. It's, it's going to cut down on it. Okay. Uh, it's also going to, going to cut down the amount available to the deer as well, which I mean, yeah, could be a bad thing, but listen, trying to save some bucks, they'll be okay. Remember protein feed is just supplemental. Okay. This is not something that they've got to absolutely have. It's not a hundred percent vital to them. And, you know, I'd say 95% of the time. Uh, something else to do. This is getting a little bit, uh, getting a little bit more out there, but it's kind of right up our alley. Um, I highly recommend that um, you guys utilize your feed stores. Okay, you know your feed stores, but believe me, they're hurting as well too. Okay, the prices of their stuff's probably going up uh, because listen, the price of getting the stuff to them is going up. Right, so everybody kind of passes those. Uh, you know, those cost gains on to everybody. So call your feed store, see what they can do. Okay. I mean, you, 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 you don't know until you try. Okay. And so I would make the argument that, you know, if you're hunting in Dallas, okay. And, and you're hunting um, your lease is in San Saba. All right. What, what, what is the point? Okay. Besides maybe saving a little bit of time, what's the point in buying corn or protein feed outside of Arlington, Texas, and then continuing on making that four-hour trip with your buggy all loaded down, okay? You're going to get worse fuel mileage, okay? Uh, so why don't buy it local? Shop local, buy it at your local feed store, all right? And, and who knows, guys? It, it could be in a situation where the feed store may deliver it to you. You know, you, you, you never know. Chances are, if you're hunting in the state of Texas, you're hunting on a property that's got cattle. Okay, if they've got cattle, everybody and their mothers has a feed barn. All right. There could be a scenario, especially if you know your rancher, which we always encourage you all to get to get to know your rancher or your rancher. We're like, sure, absolutely. You can you can use a little space over here. Yeah, you're still going to get weevils. Sure. You're going to have to deal with mice. But guess what? That feed's going to be there. All right. It's not going to load down your truck. So your four dollar and 50 cent diesel goes a little bit longer. Uh, something else to try. Something else to try. Your rancher, okay, especially during the drought and whatnot, to be going to the feed store a lot more. They don't want to, okay, but they're going to be feeding a lot of hay. Uh, they'll be feeding cake, things of that nature. And so they're going to be going to the feed store. If you know them good enough, okay, and chances are he may take a trailer with him, may have a flatbed, it's not going to hurt your rancher to put a pallet of corn on the back of his flatbed. All right, uh, and if he's got the ability to offload or you guys time it to where you're, you're, you're going to be right there. I mean, they'll do that guys. People, ranchers will bend over backwards for you. Okay. Uh, they still a good old boy system in a lot of these places. So talk to your feed store and, uh, and talk to your local rancher and, and then see what they can, uh, see what they can do for you. That's some good, uh, some good tips there. Yep. Yep. I, I tell you the last thing I've kind of got here, which is very, very unusual. Um, but but with just the scenario that we've got with the lack of rain uh all over the really all over the state, you know, winter wheat typically gets planted in late September, 
um, you know, into early, early to mid October. Okay. And yeah, you, you typically wait till we typically wait till October because of the, uh, army worms, you know, the army worms will, uh, will, will take those fields over uh, if you don't spray for them or you plant too early. So, um, this year was crazy because you see all these fields that are normally just green as can be. Yeah. You have sunglasses on look at them, right. Because they're just normally as green as they can be. Well, this year they were dirt. And they were dirt because we didn't get any damn rain. Okay. Go look at them now. Okay. It, it's really kind of interesting, but we we've got kind of a, I'm not going to say a saving grace for the fact that we don't have any damn rain, uh, but we've got all this wheat that's coming up. So I, I, I wonder what the deer are thinking. They're like, man, this is, this is crazy. It was a, a total potonic reversal. Um, <laughs> you know how they normally feed on that wheat in November and now they're going to be feeding on that wheat in, in March and April. Uh, so it, it, it's going to be really interesting that taken a little bit further for, for those of you who dove hunt. Okay. Uh, don't forget that when wheat heads out, uh, first of all, the deer love to eat wheat. That's, that's got a big head on it. Okay. Um, I have come up in the summer in late July and August, and I have seen deer destroying just heads of wheat. They eat like corn on the cob, okay? So it's a really good place to look. But all this wheat, if we get a little bit of rain, it's going to head out. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see how that kind of plays into this year's dove season. Uh, because if it, if it heads out, you're talking about a, a, uh, a manure ton of uh, forage out there for the birds uh, and for the deer. So just another little little nerdy thing that i've been thinking about i guess it could be a plus and a minus if there's so much yep. out there for the birds yep then for sure it'll be like there's just when there's a lot of water yeah you know as opposed to, so. yeah yeah oh god oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah speaking of speaking of a lot of water and those stupid freaking ducks i've been down at uh well, well you and i got down to rancho bandito and, uh, you know, it, it was, I, I, I looked up at the sky, said some choice words, not to God, but the ducks passing by. And I mean, it was like they were shooting a Delta waterfowl commercial out there. I had geese and all kinds of ducks just, wah, 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 just enjoying life out there, you know, while, while we're up here in, in Crocs and shorts and it, it's not duck season anymore. So, uh, yeah. So the, to answer everybody's question, am I still bitter, uh, three or four months late? You're damn right. I am. I am bit, 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 bitter, 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 bitter. But uh, well, you got a long way till, yeah, till I know. Uh, I know. redeeming yourself. So. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I do. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can maybe somewhat redeem yourself by killing a couple turkey here coming. Well, that's true. Yeah. Oh God, man, I am. I am pumped. I am pumped, and honestly, I have you to thank for that. You have. You done gone relit my turkey sparks. Probably about fifteen years now too, because uh, I just man, I was of course I drank a lot too, but you know I was just sleeping in, you know, just hanging out. But man, you have relit that turkey spark. So good, yeah, it's well, exciting. There's enough there to kill. So I mean, oh my god, <laughs> is there ever? Blessed yeah, to yeah. have that man. Blessed to have that. Yeah, just you know, you got to get enough people down there. To kill enough of those turkey, and then we can do like a grind. A turkey, oh my god, ground turkey uh, grind, delicious. <laughs> and you know, it's funny talking about hunting turkeys and whatnot. Obviously, a great conservation success story, but you know, Benjamin Franklin, 
who, of course, as we know, invented the telephone. He uh, wanted to make the turkey the, uh, yeah, the, the national, national bird. bird. Yeah, and not the eagle. So Which I mean, can you imagine? Well, right, been the turkey. But, right, well, of course. But can you imagine us out there shooting eagles and eating them? I mean, it just doesn't have the same <laughs> ring. Yeah. Uh, was, the pretty eagle fun, tastes though. like fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so was, I mean, because he didn't want the country to be thought of as a predator nation. It's oh, too late now, but yeah. And the turkey was very much a, a you know a, a bird that helps sustain people. You know, that's very true. So it, so, it actually we, represented the country a lot better. Yeah, instead well, instead of a, a predator. Well, well, not anymore true. though. I mean, it. Right. I think the bald eagle is a perfect. Uh, mascot for the federal government as it is now right right i was thinking more of like a dodo uh, or well, that or, would be nice or, if that represented the federal or no i mean how about like a grackle just an annoying stupid overpopulated bird yeah that's another good one yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah we, we we could talk about this all night i'm so. surprised that you know that what well, I mean, I understand why they name why they named the Washington team the Commanders just because. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! That's <laughs> all Washington D.C. does is tell us what to do. But right, I don't know. It could have they could have named it the Eagles. I guess. Oh no, I mean like the Baldy. Well, I guess they have. The uh, oh man, can you imagine that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> Golly. Well, it should have been. I, I don't know if I, I might have said this on a previous podcast. I don't know, but. What it should have been is either the Washington leeches yes. or the mosquitoes or the skeeters. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's great. The watch and the, the leeches are first and five, but the that's <laughs> uh, great. I like it. Oh well anyway. I like it. Yeah. Well, I think folks ought to take to heart a lot of the things you mentioned. Yeah. Because you know, thank you. Again, I'm going to go back to the government. Thank you, federal government, for spending so so much money over the years that the Federal Reserve has had to monetize that debt, hence printing a lot of money, hence giving us those massive price increases that we're handling now. Yeah, thank you. And it's not going to stop. No. Probably. No. So, so, you know, uh, start implementing some of those uh, ideas Sooner rather than later, because right. it's probably going to have to be, you know, a perennial situation for the time being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, again, yeah, get if, creative. You know, if other, if people have ideas other than what was talked here, we're I'm all we're all ears. You know. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, I, I've actually heard I've heard a lot of conversation about people that were were saying that corn, uh, and I, I haven't checked the price of bad corn lately, but. You know, the, the, what do you do when corn gets over, you know, the price of protein, you know, it's like, well, God, we might as well just feed protein. Yeah. Sure. You know, and then, and then some of the guys who, you know, who aren't feeding protein uh, are kind of like, well, crap, you know, that's, oh God, what do I do? I'm like, well, you should have been, you should have been doing, it, you know, man, yep. does that happen? Where the price oh, inverts like that. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because you gotta, I mean, the inputs into protein also are going up. So oh, yeah, no, there's, there's I guess no it's doubt. just corn would I guess it's just going up faster than yep. Wow. Well, and I, I, I think crazy. that corn is more 
globally, the price of corn is more globally affected, whereas protein is just, you know, concentrated here. So, man, is that a good or a bad thing? Well, it's probably a well, good other thing. than the inputs, though, I, you know, that like go into the protein. I guess. Right. I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be interesting. So, we'll see. Maybe I'll. I'll try to uh, we'll try to look up a price of uh, feed before we before we do the next one. We'll that's what we had to do. We had to do the feed banded commodity report. Oh yeah, like we're at the beginning. Oh god, that would be great. <laughs> ah, it's a really a good idea. That'd be fun as hell. But of course, I'll probably forget to look it up and I'll make stuff up. Here's here's Chet Brick Masterson with your <laughs> that's right commodity update. The price of corn today skyrocketed thirty percent to fourteen dollars a bushel. Hi. Hi. Juice suds made of green cheese. That's <laughs> uh, so great. Yep. Uh, all right. All right. You got anything well, else? That's all I got, buddy. All right. Well, awesome. Well, thank you, folks, for uh, listening to this episode. Uh, again, shoot us an email at howdyatfeedbandit.com uh, if you have some other. Uh, innovative ways of saving some money because uh, yeah. we'd like to save money as well and ones we didn't talk about on this episode love to share them with uh your fellow listeners uh just shoot us an email uh with your thoughts on anything you know hunting related any topics you'd like us to cover uh any good stories that you'd maybe like us to recount on the air or something i don't know just anything just give us a give us a shout we'd love to hear from uh, fellow hunters out there absolutely uh, and good good luck turkey hunting folks yes yeah 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 it's it's upon us let's yes, see well, i'm looking at the calendar here we got two weeks till opening day uh month, youth more or less youth season i'm going out with my daughter this weekend youth opens oh, up okay, this yeah. week yeah that's right. exciting and regular for the north on yep the april 2nd second yes yep are you still heading up to your place yeah well, yeah, I mean, I'm planning on it. That's I'm awesome. I'm hoping I can. Uh, we're knee-deep in the middle of spring shipments and stuff. So, it's, <sighs> yeah, I got to head up to mm-hmm. to Austin on Wednesday to mm. help out with that. So, I got to do it off and on. So, you know, it's, oh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> that will be fun. But, hey, somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. But, you know what? It's, uh, you know, I don't mind doing it. I enjoy it. It, uh equals dollar signs so that of that course works. of course absolutely pays the bills there you go all right well uh thanks again everybody out there and support your local feed store thanks for listening to the feed bandit podcast if you like what we discuss on the show be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas tips tricks and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.